Welcome back to the Scoop Podcast, your number one place to find all your basketball talk, banter, information, anything you need. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, to get right into this, I wanted to make this a couple of days ago, not gonna lie, because I was waiting for the Trailblazers to match up with a better team. You know, everybody's now healthy. Jeremy Grant's back. Malcolm Brogdon stopped being hurt too. Dang, like it felt like we were just getting hit with an injury bug. Anthony's back. I know we talked about it a little bit uh, last week in that episode. But now we just have the whole crew now. We came across the Warriors on Sunday. Great game. Really thought we was going to, you know, secure that dub because, you know, Clay Thompson hasn't been the type of person he's supposed to have been his whole career. He's just been just chucking up them shots when to get his rhythm eventually. As long as you keep shooting, you know, shooters going to shoot. They're going to fall eventually. And that's what happened that day. We strapped the shit out of Curry. We broke Curry's streak of 268 games with hitting a three-pointer. Now, looking at that record, you're like, it's Curry. That's so amazing. And like, props to him. That's such an amazing record to have. And when you really think about it, it's like, damn, the Trailblazers really stopped that record and they still won. Curry had seven points that game. Guarantee if Clay's shots were not falling, because Curry's shots were for sure not falling. We were running him off the line. Didn't want him to get any type of three-pointers. You know, he still was going to put up his, his shots, get up them threes in the air. We just tried to keep running him off, off the line, <laughs> and he just couldn't buy a shot. And even after that game, because we were supposed to get the ball with nine, nine or so seconds left, you know, the ball hit his leg. They didn't give us the ball. You know, it's whatever. The refs going to give him that free dub just to help him out a little bit, to keep him in the playoff race. If Curry not in the playoffs, who is going to watch? I'm going to still watch because my Blaze is going to be in it. Just wait. Just, just wait for the Curry shot wasn't falling. Clay Thompson was like a fucking flamethrower. That man could not miss the ocean if he shot it. Andrew Wiggins was a surprisingly efficient as well. That man, I'm pretty sure, was 9 for 12. And they needed monster games for both of them to barely beat us. They beat us by four. And it had me concerned for the Warriors moving forward because they should not barely beat the Trailblazers who are not even really projected to be a play-in team. Even though I don't listen to freaking projections, I can come up with my own projections and the shit is going to hit or miss anyway. I still have hope for the Blazers even like trying to fight for that position, even though it's very stacked in the West. But seeing how close that game was, you know, a win's a win in the Warriors book. You'll take any win you'll get. But you still are concerned with them playing close games and playing down to competition. And as bad as they played down to our level of play, it was really shaky. But the Warriors pulled it out. Good for them. They got another win in, the, in their books. And it helped them out. And then fast forward to the Celtics game, recording this after the Celtics game. That game, oh my goodness. They got Curry touching everybody. Curry was just fouling everybody. Jason Tatum couldn't buy a shot either. Derek White was a, he was freaking lethal from three. That man couldn't miss, hit seven threes, had the game high in point, over 30 points. And I'm like, this is this game was back and forth for like a playoff type game. It was the, the the crowd was hype? I was hype. I was standing up, staring at my TV the entire time, just really locked into on what 
you know, what kind of sneak peek we're going to get if the Warriors or the Celtics meet each other in the finals, which I very highly doubt, mostly on the Warriors side of things. But that game was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Curry, first quarter, they strapped his ass, like really put a seatbelt on his ass. And like Celtics will do, they're a very switchable team, very great defensive players. Most of them can switch and guard anybody on that Warriors team. And they put a seatbelt on Curry. Clay, you know, found himself as the three-point maestro he is, was locked in. Got a lot of threes up. Couldn't buy any after his, you know, little hot streak going. He was six for 15. But he made it possible for the Warriors to still stay in the game and still be competitive. And then when push came to shove that fourth quarter, Curry locked in. That man could not miss. Oh, my goodness. And then Derek White on the other side could not miss. And then there was that period right before they moved to overtime. They were just – the Celtics just kept breaking, 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 but kept getting the offensive rebound. They were like, oh, my gosh, they got the offensive rebound. The Celtics might have Not They missed another shot, offensive rebound, missed another shot, offensive rebound. And then you're like – you're holding onto your seats, hoping the Celtics was going to game them. They missed the next shot. Then the Warriors had the chance to take the lead as well, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You really – you see they're about to get a shot up. Brick. And we go into OT. And you know how OT is for the Warriors. They haven't had much success. You know, the one team that they just can't, they can't do nothing towards every time they go to OT, even if it doesn't matter if it's regular time or overtime. Thunder, they, they just can't hang with people on OT. So I was thinking, oh, it's done and dusted. Once Warriors see the word overtime, they just don't know how to perform as well. But Curry did his thing. The Celtics just, they lost all these shooting powers. They couldn't buy a shot in OT. And Curry, doing what Curry does, best shooter of all time. Next to Dame, I might add. You know, all jokes, of course. Locked in. Game this. It must be hell guarding Curry, bro. That fast-ass release. I'm seeing, he just just threw that bitch up. And obviously, you know, he gets his form down, followed through, released that quick-ass release. Dirk White couldn't even think. Could even sniff the ball. High ass arc in the air. You're like, you're watching the ball go. The crowd just erupts. And I'm like, oh my goodness. This man done did it again. And this was one of his first game winners ever. Where he was clutch. I'm not going to say first. That's wild. That's very wild to say. But Curry's not known to be super duper clutch. If the statistics might show. Sorry, somebody is clutching. Uh, a name of Damian Lillard. I think that's enough Dame plug, so I'm going to leave it at that. But Damian Lillard, little clutch man. Curry had his little clutch moment today, too. Hit that game-winning three. Stopped the Celtics in their tracks. My mouth, my jaw on the ground. Couldn't believe my eyes. There was no way the Celtics really lost to the Warriors without they also, they also didn't have Porzingis, but they, the Warriors didn't have Jamon. A staple in their defense. They started, oh, Pazimski also got hurt, so that probably also helped for him because Andrew Wiggins got put in the starting lineup in the second half, did his thing on the boards, just did his things on defense. King Mingo was doing his thing too, switching around, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And I was thinking, I know Jason Tatum is going to somehow sneak his way in the MVP race, top 10 
in the MVP race, which top 10 doesn't really matter. It's only about the top four, if we're being honest. Is Jason Tatum trying to win MVP or, you know, just trying to win games, get to the playoffs? Because I know he can be saving himself way for the games that truly matter, which are the playoffs, and go off, do his thing, show him why he is that guy who has the jokes. He's only 19. He's been doing this since he was 19. All he knows is Eastern Conference Finals. All he knows is playoff ball. He will show up when he needs to in the playoffs. I just want to see a game again, at least. I know we've seen a couple of games of him showing that dominant play style he has. He just couldn't buy a bucket. I felt like we were just hoping, he was just hoping to game him, take over all narratives and whatnot, trying to be the face of the game. And he just, it was just sad saying that he couldn't clutch up for him. It's okay, you're not going to clutch up every single game, so I'm not going to get on him for that because not, you're not going to be perfect every single game because if you were, then shit, where would it be the entertainment? Sometimes you just got to chalk it up to the game. It was your it was your off day. Shit wasn't falling. Move on to the next game. But I'm like, dang, Derek White on fire. Give that man the ball. Let him game it. He did miss a whole bunch of shots. Wide open, if I might add, to put him in a position to win. So there's that. But well, he still had the high hand for the most part. Jason Tatum tried his hand to change the fate of the game. Didn't quite work out. Probably could have opted for better shots than he had. It went for what is quite all right in the grand scheme of things. Just won the game. They're still first in the East. Not too many games this group of players are going to lose, if we're being honest. Great game all around, and honestly... Jason Tatum going to get his get back. Next couple games, I feel bad for the next couple of people that are going to be to guard him because he has a lot of, a lot of buckets to dish out, a lot of buckets. And I hope it's not against shitty teams. I hope it's against premier defenses, premier lineups to show he's still that guy because I know he's that guy. You know, today was an off day. The Warriors, they got lucky. They got off scot-free. They're not going to see the type of Tatum that we know of. So he's just going to move forward. I know he's going to cook the next couple of teams. He got a whole bunch of buckets to dish out. I know he angry. He he, he know that shit slipped by. So he got something. He got something to show. And then that was the game that ended that night. Because I thought that the Celtics game was going to be boring. But the game that started today, Tuesday, started Tuesday, Jaw Wick, Jaw Moran. Let me not call him Jaw Wick. You know he he'll do that to you. He got that sniper, and uh, three ball when he gets unrusty again. Jaw Morant came back, and what a comeback game after being suspended for twenty five games. I've been waiting for him to come back because he's elite hoops. That's great hoops to watch. I like guys that are super duper fast, can change speeds. You don't know where he's going to go. You never know his next move. Crafty around the rim, can finish through contact. Got bunnies too. He's going to give you a highlight reel. And great playmaker, great vision. Well, maybe a little sus on defense. He might be active in the lanes, you know, good a little transition offense. This guy, his, his stamina wasn't up there yet. He's not up there yet. Still played a solid, uh, Around 30 minutes, Taylor Jenkins didn't want to go too crazy with his playing time. But you kind of had to. The game started out, CJ could not fucking miss. Oh, my goodness. Boy, that man sees the hoop. And when he on, he hit them, them first two. Let's chalk it up. You're not, you're not blocking his shot. He going to get you in the blender and keep firing. That man could not miss. 
hit five threes. Pelicans ended up getting a, a big lead. Ended up, I think their highest lead was about 24. And it was seeming like the Pelicans were going to run away with the with the lead and run away with the game. Zion was locked in, throwing lobs to Valanciunas. Valanciunas was throwing lobs to him, aggressive in the paint. B.I. was in his mid-range bag, handling the ball, dishing a diamond. He getting that little post on the elbow, mid-range elbow shot. Money. Bucket sat Desmond Bain on his butt cheeks, his two butt cheeks, his left and right cheek. <laughs> you needed a mat to slip under him because he looked like he was about to start his yoga session. But, the, oh, my gosh, the Pelicans looked like they were just going to run away with the game. Halftime. Jaw locked in. I'm pretty sure he had nine and a half. Jaw locked in. Came out in the third quarter, sprinting, hustling, finding his teammates. Everybody else was locked in, too. Jaron Jackson hit a, some clutch shots. Desmond Bain was clutching in the paint in the mid-range. Jaw's three ball wasn't really falling like that. So he just took him. He took them all inside. They gave him all one-on-ones money, food, everybody was getting cooked. Took him to the paint, did what he needed to do. Got like four or five and one opportunities and just kept firing at him, kept digging and digging at that lead. And then fourth quarter, oh my goodness, fourth quarter was crazy. B.I. was in his bag. It felt like he couldn't miss a shot. Jaw was in his bag. It felt like you couldn't block a layup of his. You couldn't guard him on that floater, that switcheroo. And he just, I'm pretty sure he scored the last six points. Leading up to 113 and 113, 10 seconds left. CJ missed a wide open shot. After he caught fire in the first half, he just cooled down. That man immediately, it's like like you heated up your oven (laughs) and then you put a snowstorm on it. That's how fast he cooled down. CJ missed that wide open shot, hit nothing but backboard. Couldn't fucking believe it. Jaw took the ball up, 10 seconds left out of the timeout. You could just feel it in the air. You could feel it in the atmosphere that something was going to happen. He got in his bag. Us, us. Went to the paint. Valachunas, too small. Herb Jones, too small. Floater, game. John Morant is that guy. I said before in a couple of episodes, John Morant has what it takes. It's going to be a, a big job for him and the rest of the team, you know, to really buy in and just not really think about how many losses they have accumulated in the beginning of the season because there's lots of there's a lot of the season left, lots of game left to recover. They will really have to lock in. They're 7-19 right now. They really will have to lock in to make up for lost time that Jaw had being suspended. And I think this showed that Jaw is still the player we knew him to be. I know some people are going to think, Oh, the Grizzlies were able to win so many games without him before. We'll see what happened this year. They also been riddled with injuries. So rightfully so. The the record may not be really reflective of their peak performance that we know this team is capable of. Now that they have Jaw back, they're still waiting on Marcus Smart, who's injured. Luke Kennard is injured. Derek Rose. Brandon Clark, I'm pretty sure, will come back this season. I know he had Achilles injury. You know about them. Sometimes it can be a grueling process to rehabilitate from that injury. Steven Adams is out, of course. But I think this this team can really do it. The West is stacked, as we know. They have an opportunity to do something great. To come from the bottom of the West, one of the bottom teams in the West, to rise up, maybe probably pass a play-in spot, will be... Not even, a, I wouldn't even say a miracle. It would be a, a marvel to see if John Morant is able to pull it off. 
and that will really solidify him as one of them top guards in the in the West. It's a lot of competition you have to go against, but I think they can do it, and it makes for an interesting storyline. Just you know, job. Focus on basketball, bro. Please. I want to see you hoop. I want to see you ball out. I may not be a Grizzlies fan, but I still want to see you hoop. That's all I care about. Great hoops, elite entertainment, team chemistry, and all the other stuff. Them IG lives. Let other people handle it, man. They can record you. If they record you, make sure they're your teammates and y'all in a practice facility and you are shooting jump shots. Anything other than that, stay off Instagram, man. Keep it to yourself, bro. Please, please just lock in, bro. Just lock in just to the game. I know what you can do. You're good. You're good. I love you, man. Keep doing your thing. Jawick is back. Another guard is back to test the West to see how tough they can be because it's, it's tough in the West. Also, what I found interesting as well was on Sunday, at least, the Miles Bridges legal trouble that he got into i know he had his dealings with his i don't even i don't even know his ex-wife girlfriend baby mom one of those things i didn't even think that it was possible for a team it wasn't the team it was the country so i guess it does make sense that the country was able to prevent him from coming uh to travel and play because they knew him and his current court dealings they didn't want to have anything to do with that they said stay your ass at home and they might have, the government might have stepped in to give the Raptors a free win. Not like the Hornets really likes that, but you can appreciate they at least stepping in for legal things and just really standing on business. But I thought that was interesting. Never really saw that happen before, at least to my own memory of something like that happening, unless it was, you know, you getting suspended already being in the U.S., for example. So that was interesting to see. And also, we know about Ant's uh, leaked the uh, leaked messages with his other womanly dealings. I guess again, it's all personal, and that like stuff should be kept behind closed doors. Like we don't need to be sniffing our noses around all that shit. But I thought it was I respected it a lot from Ant because usually, you know, stuff like that gets leaked. Oh, Cuz was talking crazy. He was not playing. He don't want a kid. Like I get it. You don't want a kid. But, you know, the the conversation could have been kept on the wraps. But, damn, this man was like, nah, you got to get rid of that joke. Uh, and, I, and I understand where you're coming from, bro. But it's just like the delivery. We know he's young. Uh, he actually not even that much younger than me. But the delivery wasn't where it needed to be. It's just that while he was not playing, which he really didn't want that shit. He was playing no games. You just, I'm just like, damn, bro. You can't. Come on, man. The only thing I will say, though, like I said, I respect Ant because you see shit like that flying around, you know, allegations, whether they're true or not, whether you better have the kid or not, whether that shit even happened, even if that shit is real, even if that woman is real or not, or, or if she's who she says she is. This man did not fold. Went to Miami, locked in, got his buckets, defended his ass off, secured a dub for his team. Usually people fold after that. Not fold like OC, but fold. They shot not falling. They're not playing like they used to. There's too much shit on their mind. Nah, and said, fuck all that shit. He really locked in. Got his buckets, bro, and, and gained the heat. Got the go-ahead bucket to seal the deal against the heat. That's what you call clutch. 
There's not too many people like that where you got shit flying around and you're not really locked in for real. You're not really in your bag. That man ain't miss a beat that game. But that's what I like to see. Focus on your hoops. You know, everything that's personal, I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to leave it to you. That shit personal. That shit has nothing to do with me. I'm just here commenting on what I see. I might give my advice in there. I might not be a basketball player, but I've dealt with people. You know what I'm saying? So I might throw my advice out of there, throw my two cents. Because, you know, somebody want to hear it. I got to. But I'm not going to dig too much, right? Because all that shit personal. And all I got to do is try to see the facts. If they're presented to me. Because what are y'all going to check me anyway? What are y'all going to give me some facts? What are y'all not? We'll get checked regardless. And we're going to have a discussion about it. That's what we do. But I'm glad he, he didn't let that distract him. I just asked locked in and did what he needed to do. I like it. I like it. And also, I, I think I... I think I kind of saved this one because this is where I really got happy, elated, ecstatic. I was just so filled with joy. Damian Lillard. I get us against the Spurs, man. Y'all don't got to tell me nothing. All right, cool. It's the Spurs. Cool. They whoop you. They suck. Yeah, okay. Whatever you didn't play, I don't give a shit. Dame is that guy. He said he wasn't, he wasn't even on his shit yet. You see the Bucks? They're still winning. They getting scored like shit on, but they're still winning. All that matters is that W next to their name, that record. And you know what that record says. 20 and 7. They're still doing their thing. They're still going to the game, getting the job done. Dame had 40 today. Giannis had a triple-double. Oh, my goodness. Giannis, it finally clicked in Giannis's head. It finally clicked. It took one of the shittiest teams in the league for it to finally click. And I'm glad it did with that team. Because it just makes the harder teams that we come across. I said we, like I'm a Bucks fan. They come across, you know, I'm still, my loyalty is still with the day. Let's still be happy for his success. Because if he win a ring, well, the Blazers win a ring. I'm happy regardless. I win. I win both ways. It doesn't matter. Arguments I win. My team win. My favorite player win. I can never be happier. But it finally clicked for Giannis to Kick out the ball to the three-point line where you see Dame wide open just standing there with his hands in the air. Giannis see the ball. Like, obviously, Giannis is a great, wonderful player. 64 last week. You can take the ball and sprint at the basket. You go and get 30. They can't guard you. You euro step from the three-point line and you can still dunk the ball. Not many people can do that because there's people that euro step and flop. I'm not going to say their name. We all know who they are. They're number one in the MVP voting. But that's neither here nor there. Honestly, we get, you can go to the basket and dunk on everybody. But get your mans. One of the people you're talking about teaming up with in the mix, you know? Get his shot going, his stroke going. Because once it gets going, it's going to keep heating up. Your house going to be on fire. It's going to be on fire. And not too many people can put that fire out. And for damn sure, it wasn't going to be the San Antonio Spurs. But he had 40. Now he hit 20,000 career points. I didn't even know he was he was up there yet. I know he was a bucket getter. I didn't know he was just now hitting 20,000. Hopefully he can hit like 25,000 before he retire. You know, I think he got like four more years left. You know what I'm saying? He now fourth in all-time three-pointers made, you know, on that list of greats. First ballot Hall of Famer incoming. No question. Before Curry. Uh, you know, I'm just going to throw my shit in there like that, bro. You know, Curry going to get it, but. I'm going to say, I'm going to joke around and keep saying that shit regardless. He had that game. He's been on a tear. 
don't let them keep going because once you once the focus is shifted from Giannis to Dane, you're just gonna try to double Dane the entire time. Giannis gonna be open. Chris Middleton gonna be open. Chris Middleton's still a bucket on himself. He's he playing corner sitter right now. You don't want to get him active because he get active. You're not gonna double him. You're gonna either double Dame. You're not gonna really double Giannis. You're just gonna pack the paint. So you're gonna have to pick and choose with that Bucks team. You might be able to score 150, but they for damn sure gonna score 200. I hope I don't have to see a basketball game like that because I think that shit might be boring. You know, I might have to have some tough ass buckets for me to watch that game. But yeah, the focus is gonna to shift to Dame like a lot now. He's on that tear, and it's just gonna it's gonna keep shifting around in a triangle. You know, Malik Beasley gonna hit his you know five or so threes. Get that little nut ass thug shake, shaking, swivel his hips everywhere in that corner. Can't stand that dance, but it does what it does. It gets the crowd hype, gets some regular hype. The new dance move. I, mean, I don't know if I'm adding that to my repertoire of, of moves I want to do when I hit the local gym. I like to just, you know, wind my hand up like a windmill when I hit a three because you never know when I'm going to hit the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, focus is going to keep shifting. And the more chemistry that team builds, they're just going to keep being dangerous. Ah, I love to see it, man. I love to see it. The Bucks are doing well. Blazers also got it done today, too. Suns fans, where are y'all at? Y'all not looking too good. Katie have 40 and y'all lost by five. I don't know. I don't know. Not the best shooting performance by my man Zanferno, but it don't matter because the whole team ate. That's what matters the most. Everybody was locked in. Everybody did their job. Bought into that system. Played some good defense. For the most part, <laughs> made shots when they needed to, for the most part. Got that dub. I didn't see much of that game, I'm being honest. So I'm not going to say too much, but the Blazers won. The Blazers are here. Road to playing team birth, playing playoff ball in a couple months. We might only hit up the first round, but we're going to play some playoff ball. And I'm going to see it. I'm going to be on that court side just so you wait. I'm going to have my big old uh, Inferno hat on. So yeah, I might have to design some shit like that. Yeah, Inferno, make him look like, uh, nah, uh, I think that'll probably look racist. Uh, I'm probably not going to do that. I was thinking about Monferno, you know, the Pokemon, but I just really thought if I tried to do that, they probably think I'm calling him a monkey. So he not a monkey. I can't do that. Yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, I'm going to think of some other shit, though. Might might turn his head into some fire song, you know, like, What's that dude, uh, Flame Man? Uh, I don't even think his name Flame Man, but, you know, Flame On, Flame Off, you know, yeah. Flame Man. I wonder what, I wonder what that superhero's name is. I don't think it's Flame Man. Or make him look like the Heat dude from Ben 10. One of those things, bro. Somebody give me some ideas on some shit like that. I'm going to design it, and, you know, give it to him. And then maybe he going, you know, go fuck with me. Inferno, if you hear this, bro, I mess with you, bro. One of my favorite players now. You won't lead our team to greatness. I trust you. So, yeah, do your thing, brody. Another great week of NBA ball to see and get tapped into. And it's just going to keep getting more and more exciting. We're, we're getting closer to the midway point. I think we're shaping together the teams that are really going to make that final push, you know, barring injuries and whatnot, because, you know, those matter. Got to make sure that not too many people are banged up on the team you have. 
making it far in the playoffs and whatnot. We got that first little playoff sneak peek if it do happen. I said playoffs final sneak peek if it do happen. Celtics Warriors, which I really highly doubt that's going to happen. Celtics might make it a cakewalk though, but they they would have to be fully healthy for me to like really lock in. But regardless of that loss tonight, they definitely look like one of the teams that are just going to be the ones to beat. Even the Bucks too. They're super duper overpowered offense. Is really nothing to sneeze at. So. As I said again, and I probably will keep saying that those are the two teams to watch, honestly. The West is very fun, though. I just hope that if anybody wins from the West, that it must be the Timberwolves. So I can see what Timberwolves Brazil posts on the internet because it might be the most wildest, foul, out-of-pocket shit you probably will ever see in your life. And I don't know if I'm prepared for that, but it will show – what lengths of creativity these content creators on the internet or even fan, you know, NBA accounts. I'm not even it is a fan account, I guess. But them accounts, how far they will go to post some shit like that. I'm really curious because I know they had that shit in the drafts. It's probably already there. Probably some shit you're not even supposed to have in your phone. But they got it. I even saw Timberwolves Portugal one day, bro. I was just like, yeah, y'all, y'all got it. Y'all, other, y'all international people got it but yeah y'all international people got it y'all just on some other shit that shit is cool for jokes and you know banter or whatnot memes and shit but people got to make content but nah <laughs> keep that shit out there bro <laughs> we don't, I don't need to see no wild shit bro i, I like i like what i what i see right now on the internet calm jokes you know a, you know a little one and two out of pocket jokes here and there but calm for the most part i'm cool with it but if they do get as far as they do, it'd be very interesting to see. All we have to do is wait, man. <laughs> but that wraps this up. Uh, thanks for listening. As you know, this is Foopin' Scoops, your number one spot to see and hear all the NBA news recaps. Entertainment y'all need on y'all wonderful days. Hope to see y'all next week. Peace.